2: hearts of men. The shadow knows.
0: (laughs) Once again, the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The shadow in a moment. But first, here's important news for all college men interested in flying. How would you like expert training at the Navy's famous Pensacola, Florida, Flight Training School, the Annapolis of the Air? Well, for the first time since the war, the Naval Aviation Cadet Training Program is open again. Once more, those Navy wings of gold, the Ensign's Commissions, and high pay are being offered to qualified young men. Naval Academy selections are being made now, so if you're single between 18 and 25 with at least two years of college, you're eligible to apply. For full information on how to get into this thrilling program, visit your nearest Navy recruiting office. And now to the shadow.
2: Off the tip of the Florida coast is a group of storm-tossed, wind-swept bits of land called the Keys. On one of these, Lidar Key, sits the forbidding stone castle built by the former bootleg baron Joe Peroni. Tonight, as a fierce summer storm lashes the house, its present owner, Miss Manville, and her companion Hillstead watch the mounting fury of the storm from a study window.
3: They ever stop. It's more than that, Houston. This is my prophecy come true. This is the night I feared. Nonsense, Miss Manville. This is just another summer storm. The Keys get them every year. No, Houston. This marks his coming. I've had warnings. You mean Joe Peroni coming back? sticks. He's been dead over 20 years, and you know it. He'll be back. The evil never die. He'll be back to murder us in the night. <laughs> Well, if anyone could haunt a house, he should. He's killed and tortured enough men in his day. You mustn't say such things, Hilton. Here, I tell you, I know. You'd better get up to bed, Miss Manville. Oh, oh! Oh! Miss Manville, what is it? Didn't you see it, Hilton? Didn't you see it? See what? Out there, in the lagoon, in that flash of lightning. Didn't you see it? No. There! Look! The speedboat that brought Peroni here! No speedboat in the lagoon, Miss Manville. I can hear him. He's coming near the house now. Don't you hear him fumbling with the lock on the cellar? I don't hear anything. He's opened it. Now he's in the cellar. He's coming for us, He's coming to murder and torture us. You're imagining things, Miss Manville. No one in the cellar. Come, I'll prove it to you. Hilton. Where are you taking me? I'm taking you to the cellar to prove that Joe Peroni has not come back from the dead. Just, I'm afraid afraid of what we'll find when we open the cellar door? Nonsense, Miss Mandel. That's the only way to set your mind at rest. Come along. Well, all right, but stay close to me, Hilsie. Open the door, Miss Mandel. Who's The I... door, Miss Mandel. All right, Hilsie. crawling around down there, waiting for us. There's no one down there. There are two of them, see? See their dark shapes down at the foot of the stairs? In a moment, they'll be coming for us. They won't get us, Hilstead. They won't get us. What are you doing? This earthenware crock, Hilstead. When they start up the stairs, I'll push it down on them. It'll give us time. No, Miss Mandel. Call for help. The police. Anybody? Call for help. All right, but don't do anything until I get back. Hurry, Hilstead! They're coming up the stairs. You heard the machine gun. They tried to kill me. I heard no gun, Miss Manville, only a clap of thunder. You heard no gun? There's no one down the cellar. Look, I'll turn on the lights. There. <gasps> look down the stairs, Miss Manville. See for yourself. But look. I don't understand. The cellar's empty.
2: this is the life, Margo. Son and sir for no headaches. How about one more dip before calling it a day?
1: No, thanks. This sun feels too good. And you're not fooling me a bit, Lamont.
2: Fooling you, darling? About what?
1: About enjoying all this. I know you're bored to death, but a vacation will do you good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Miss Lane, I wouldn't take the most fascinating case right now if it walked up to me Mr. at... Mr.
1: Cranston... Huh? I beg
3: your pardon, sir. You are Mr. Cranston, the detective? Uh,
2: why, uh, yes.
3: My <laughs> name is Manville, Barry and Manville. I live down here on Ledar Key. Yes,
2: how do you do, Miss Manville? Uh, this is Margo Lane. How
3: do you do? How do you do? He's come back, Mr. Cranston. He, he's come back to continue his murdering and torturing. You got to help me?
2: Who's come back? Joe
3: Peroni. Per-
2: the racketeer and bootlegger?
3: And murderer?
2: But Joe Peroni is dead, Miss Manville. He was killed in a rather sensational gang massacre back in 1927, if my memory serves me right.
3: But you see, Lidar Key was his home, and now he's come back.
2: You've, uh, seen him, Miss Manville?
3: Oh, you don't believe me either, do you? You think I'm crazy? Oh, no,
1: it's not that, Miss Manville.
3: Everybody thinks I'm crazy. But I'm not. I know Joe Peroni has come back. I've had evidence. Evidence? His boat. I saw it in the lagoon last night. I heard them in the cellar laughing and plotting murder and torture. They shot at me with their machine guns. Yes,
2: yes, yes. I, I see. Oh. Well, I, I'm sorry, but...
3: Well, never mind, Mr. Cranston. I know it's a lot to ask. But I need help so bad.
1: Of course we'll help you, Miss Mantle. Margot. Mr. Cranston has a dinner engagement tonight, but right after dinner...
3: And this is the main hall, Miss Lane Horrible, isn't it? It's awfully big and forbidding It gets very mysterious at night, Miss Lane there's a brooding evil that seems to hang over it.
1: I do feel the atmosphere, Miss Manville. Uh, where's Lamont? He was with us in the library. Lamont?
3: Lamont, where are you? No oh, coming,
2: darling. Oh. <laughs> I uh, got interested in some old books in the library. I'm I'm sorry.
3: That's all right, Mr. Trent. Uh,
2: Miss Manville, you mentioned a maid living with you.
3: Yes, Hilstead. Uh, where is she now? I don't know. Mr. Cranston, I'm beginning to worry about Hilstead. Why, how do you mean? She's been acting so strangely lately.
2: Strangely? How?
3: She doesn't see or hear any of the things I know perfectly well are happening. I don't see or hear them because they aren't there, Miss Manville. Oh, you startle me.
2: Do you always go around so quietly, Hilstead?
3: These heavy carpets deaden sounds, Mr. Cranston. Oh,
2: you know my name
3: course. I've been listening to your conversation.
2: you always eavesdrop?
3: When it seems necessary. Miss Manville, I came to tell you another storm is coming this way. Another storm? Then he'll be coming back tonight. Nobody will be coming back, Miss Manville, tonight or any night. You
2: seem very positive, Hilstead. You've never seen any evidence of these occurrences that Miss Manville mentions? No. You mind telling us where you've been?
3: Down the cellar. Looking for traces of the ghost Miss Manville thought was shooting at her last night.
2: You found nothing?
3: Not a trace of any ghost. But they shot at me, I tell you. They shot at me. If
2: you don't mind, Miss Manville, I'd like to have a look around the cellar myself.
3: Yes. Yes, please do. Uh,
2: While Miss Lane and I are down there, Hillstead, uh, I think you'd better stay with Miss Manville. But I... I'd feel safer if both of you were together.
3: (laughs)
1: I don't blame this man for being afraid of this cellar. Like some medieval dungeon.
2: <laughs> if these walls could talk, I imagine they'd have some terrible tales to tell, darling.
1: What are we supposed to be looking for anyway?
2: Oh, anything or nothing. So far it seems to be nothing. Ah! What's the matter? Did you see it? See what?
1: Out there, out that window speedboat in a lagoon. Long, low, dark speedboat.
2: Wait a minute. Yeah, there's no boat out there, Margo.
1: Oh, I guess I'm imagining things, but let's get out of here.
2: Wait a minute. This is interesting. What? I don't know exactly. It's a loose plaster on these flagstones. Looks as though someone's been trying to remove them. Ah!
1: What? Oh, heavens, what was that? came like?
2: upstairs. It's the old lady. Hurry.
1: The machine gun. Stay back from those
2: stairs,
1: Holly. It's Miss Manville. They've murdered
2: Poor her. Poor old woman. Margot, help me turn her over. She may be still alive. Good Lord. Lamont. This isn't Miss Manville, Margot.
1: It's Helstead, the maid. Oh, Lamont, what's happening? We're the only ones on the key. Don't be too <gasps> sure of
2: that. Who said that? <laughs>
1: Cover them, Kirk. Quick. I you... got them.
2: Don't turn around, my friend. We have here our calling card. Lad, Who are you? Oh. You are too curious, my friend.
1: Mom.
2: You make too much noise, pretty lady. Take a kick. Right. better quiet, eh, Kirk? Like in grave. He's much better. <laughs> <laughs> We'll return to the shadow in just a minute, friends.
0: Do you know how many people there are in the United States today who can't read or write? How many do you think? One million? Three million? Five million? Well, according to the Federal Bureau of Education, in the United States today, ten million people don't know how to read or write. Ten million illiterates, despite our national system of free public education. How does such a thing happen? Well, the way it happens is through lack of interest on the part of the people who can read and write. A lack of interest, in other words, on the part of the majority of our citizens. We're inclined to feel that because we receive an education and our children have managed to squeeze into the neighborhood grade school or high school, why everything is moving along fine. But far from it, the facts are considerably otherwise. The facts are that millions of children in communities all over the United States are receiving far from adequate education due to overcrowded schools, the lack of sufficient well-trained teachers, and other similar conditions. We're citizens, and it's part of our obligation as citizens to support our system of free public education by doing everything we can to improve the schools in our own community. Let's do that. Now, back to the shadow.
2: Lamont Cranston and Margo Lane are investigating the supposed reappearance of the long-dead gangster Joe Peroni in his old mansion on Lido Key. They are attacked in the cellar of the house, regain consciousness in one of the storerooms. Oh, no. Marco, are you all right?
1: Oh, my head. What happened, Shh. Ramon? Not
2: too loud, darling. They're just outside the door. Where are we? I think we're still in the Peroni house. My best guess is this is one of the cellar storerooms.
1: Who oh, are they, now? It wasn't... Joe
2: Peroni? No, I don't think so. I could heard of a ghost hitting that hard.
1: What are we going to do? I'm tied hand and foot. And
2: so am I. I've been working on these ropes. think I can cut through them on the sharp edge of the stone, huh?
1: Hurry, Lamont. Hurry. They'll be coming after us.
2: I'm doing my best Arthur. These ropes don't get pretty soon. My best is liable, not to be good enough. Yeah. Say, so you know that guy in there, Gonzalez. Well, how come? <laughs> He's the most amazing thinker. I see him first many years ago. Huh? Joe Peroni pointed him out to me. Yeah, who is he? Private copper named Lamont Cranston. He's very smart operator. A private copper? Huh? Well, then what are we waiting for? Patience, my friend. You afraid maybe the sharks, no way? Okay, okay. But how'd he get here? That's what I'd like to know. The old lady upstairs. She called me, no? Sure, the old lady. That's it. That nutty old dame. I knew she met trouble. It's true. Oh lady, big nuisance. Yeah, we can fix that soon enough. We can take care of it all in one trip, huh? Out a little ways and over the side with a three of them. Hey, Yeah. Yeah, you handle it, character. Only, don't forget, no tricks. <laughs> Sound like you don't trust me, Gonzales. <laughs> I don't. like your age. I'm not going to cross you, and... No. you smart, eh, Kurt? Okay, take care of the two inside first. Then the old lady. Hey. What do you be doing all that time? Okay. I start packing the stuff. You don't keep Gonzales waiting, take Kurt? Okay, okay. I'll meet you down at the boat dock. You, wake up. We're awake. What's this all about? It's all about how you're gonna be shark baked. Is that so? It's so, Copper. There ain't no question about you turning up dead. It's just a question of how you get that way. Come on! Don't worry, baby. I'm an expert at it. Now, if this was the old. Days... You need Joe Peroni to tell you how to do it, Kirk. Look, Copper,
3: I got my own ideas. Who do you think it was figured out the gimmick in that machine gun massacre back in the big time?
2: Any hoodlum can kill with a machine gun, Kirk.
3: Yeah. How about the water treatment? <laughs>
2: that was my idea. It took them days to die. How about that, huh? Maybe you'd like that one, huh? Don't put yourself out for us, Kirk. You're a wise guy, huh? All right, we'll start with a dame so you can listen. suppose oh. well, we you start with me, Kirk. Okay, you're comfort. Hey. What happened to the rope? Well, you were talking so much, I cut
3: it. I've got that gun, Kirk. Oh, no, you let go so of my arm. Oh, you're it. I I've got it too much.
2: Now, we're going to do some talking, Kirk. That's what you think, Cop. What are you doing here? What are you and your friend looking for?
3: go on my arm. Talk, I said. With me you gonna tell
2: me what I wanna know? I ain't talking. I think you will, Kirk. Ow. Ow. Okay, okay,
3: I'll talk. I'll talk.
2: I'll tell you what you wanna know. Yeah, I'll tell you. Now look, it's like this.
1: Come on, are You all right?
2: I'm all right, darling. I don't think our friend Kirk is doing too well, uh, huh? Kirk. Can you hear me? Who fired the machine gun? Gonzalez, the ratty. It's not that I was crossing him. He, let me have it through the window. Why should he think you were crossing him? Tell me, what are you after? He wants it all.
3: He's, he's trying
2: to get it all. Get all what, Kirk? Kirk, tell me, what is it you're after? <gasps> the flagstones. The Salt. What about the flagstones? Secret, secret passage. That door under flight, Kirk.
1: Kirk, it's too late. He's dead,
2: Lamont?
1: Yes, Margo.
2: Now what do I do? Well, first see to it that Miss Manville is protected. Here, Margo, take Kirk's gun. Mm-hmm. Go up to her room and take care of her. Where are you going? I think it's time the shadow had a talk with Mister Gonzalez. Kirk, trying to let Gonzalez do the heavy work. I fix him. <laughs> maybe the shadow can help you, Gonzalez. Who said this? I'm alone. Gonzalez, he begins he to hear things. Ghosts, maybe. Not a ghost, Gonzalez. The shadow. What? <laughs> Again, I hear it. That voice. Where are you? Right here. It's your elbow, Gonzales. No, no. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. What's the matter, Gonzales. Why, you smashed a whole case of liquor. What do you want? What do you do here? I want the truth about later, Key, Gonzalez. How did you know about this place? No one know about this place. No one but Joe Peroni. Yet I find you here, Gonzalez. Only now I find it. After so many years, only now I find it. I see. Yes. I also see why it's been so important for you to find the secret cove. How can you know these things? The Shadow knows, Gonzalez. Come here. What are you going to do, Shadow? lock you in this sub-cellar. Like that! Out of this place. Out of this place. You won't be alone for long, Gonzales. As soon as the storm lets up, the police will be coming from the mainland to keep you company. <laughs>
3: My dear, I'm so glad you came. I'm terrified. You mustn't
1: be, Miss Manville. Everything will be all right.
3: But I heard it again. I heard a machine gun.
1: There was a machine gun fired downstairs, Miss Manville.
3: Nothing's happened to Mr. Cranston?
1: No. A man named Kirk was killed.
3: What was he
1: doing here? Poor
3: man. I guess now we'll never know.
1: I think Mr. Cranston will be able to find out. He will? Yes. You see, before he died... Kirk said something about flagstones and a sub cellar. Lamont sent me up here to keep you company while he followed up some lead of his own.
3: I see. It was thoughtful of him to give you a gun, wasn't it?
1: Oh, not that I think we'll
3: need it. I wouldn't be too sure about that, my dear. What do you mean? I think we might very well need it. You're worrying unnecessarily, Miss Mandel. In fact, we need it right now, so I'll take it, my dear. (laughs) Miss Mandel. It's too bad, you know. I never thought this would happen. I don't understand. I brought Cranston out here because I thought he'd be useful to me. But now he knows too much. Too much. You can't be serious. Dead serious. Now, this is most unpleasant, but I'm afraid it has to be done. Please turn around, my dear. No, I won't. I couldn't bear to see your face. Turn around. That's it. I'll count three. One. You can't do this. Two. You must be crazy. Three. Goodbye, my dear. Oh, this gun. This gun misfired. More
2: than the gun has misfired. <laughs> Shadow, thank
1: not <haven't> you? <laughs> I'll kill her if it's alive.
2: You're wasting your time, Miss Manville. The gun is empty.
1: Empty? Surely
2: you didn't think Cranston fool enough to leave you alone at Miss Lane with a loaded gun?
1: Oh, I...
3: I so peculiar, as though I've been dreaming. A horrible dream about murder and... Oh, this gun. Where did I get this gun? <laughs> <gasps> what was that? This horrible house. It's haunted. It's evil. You're the
2: evil in this house, Miss Manville.
3: You, you don't understand. The
2: stage lost a great actress when Marion Manville retired.
3: I retired for my health. But surely you don't believe I believe
2: a great many things about you, Miss Manville. I believe you murdered Hilstead, your maid, when she discovered your precious secret. And a few minutes ago, you killed your friend Kirk to keep him from telling what he knew. Now that we understand each other, shall we drink to our friendship? Drink? <laughs> I brought some champagne from the secret cellar. Here, open the bottle, Miss Manville.
3: No. No, I won't. Open the bottle. All right. All right.
2: Now, pour some into these glasses.
1: Why, well, this isn't champagne. It's filled with little white pellets. No.
2: Yes. Narcotics. That's what you were after, wasn't it, Miss Manville? You hired Kirk and Gonzales to move what you thought was liquor. When you found it was a fortune in dope, you wanted to shake your gangsters and have the fortune all to yourself.
3: Kirk? Gonzales? How would I know where to find such people? You didn't have
2: to find them, Miss Manville. You knew them well. After all, they'd been your husband's henchmen.
3: My husband?
2: Yes, your husband. Mrs. Peroni.
3: You devil! You know everything! But Gonzales is still alive. He'll see that none of you leaves laid our keys. I wouldn't
2: count on Gonzales, Mrs. Peroni. Right now, he's locked in a sub-cellar awaiting the police. Ah, that sounds like their boat now, Miss Van Milt. I'm sure they'll have room in the brig for you as well. <laughs> ah, there's nothing more restful than the sun and surf, Margot.
1: All right, rip me all you like, but I won't be sorry to get away from Florida horrible old woman. Did you know right along that she was behind the whole thing? No,
2: not quite. I did suspect she was Joe Peroni's wife, though, almost from the start.
1: But how?
2: you remember when I stayed back in the library? Mm -hmm. One of the books was a scrapbook containing clippings of Peroni's marriage to stage star Marion Manville.
1: And to think I suspected poor Hilstead.
2: Yes, actually Hilstead was the one Miss Manville was trying to frighten off. She didn't want her to find out what was going on. When she did find out, Miss Manville killed her.
1: Exactly what was going on?
2: Well, Miss Manville found what she thought was a couple of thousand dollars worth of liquor in the cellar, left her by her bootlegging husband years ago. She hired Kirk and Gonzalez to cart it away and sell it for her.
1: Yes.
2: However, she later discovered that the bottles were filled with narcotics worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so she decided to double-cross the two gangsters, keep the money for herself.
1: That's why she hired you? Mm-hmm. Well, the only consolation in the whole thing is that Peroni's ghost didn't really appear.
2: Oh, I wouldn't be too sure, darling.
1: What?
2: Well, after all, how else can you account for all the things that happened on Ladar Key in that one night, hmm?
0: The President of the United States has officially proclaimed this week as National Employ the Physically Handicapped Week. Physically handicapped Americans, both veterans and non-veterans, are doing good work week in and week out at steady jobs all over this country. But hundreds of thousands of the handicapped who could do good work and who want to work are without employment. To refuse them jobs makes them economic liabilities. It's a waste of manpower. To give them suitable jobs for which they've been properly prepared makes these handicapped Americans economic assets to themselves, their employers, their communities, and the nation. It increases American production. It increases American strength to make a stronger and better America for us all. So hire the handicapped. Give suitable jobs to all handicapped persons, including veterans who are now in training. Remember, it's their abilities that count, not their disabilities.
2: This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when the shadow will again demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs>
0: Remember, next week, same time, same station, we we'll bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the Shows' daring battle against the forces of evil. The part of Lamont Cranston was played by Brett Morrison, Margot by Grace Matthews. This program came to you from New York. Stay tuned now for Quick as a Flash.
2: Broadcasting System.